Down the sideline, touchdown, and he looks the other way, it's intercepted. Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show as your Kansas City Chiefs survive in Mexico City, win 24 to 17. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. If you want to join us, 913 576 7610. You can also reach us on the Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line 69. 69- 306 really a tale of two halves i thought the first half the offense was overwhelming so was the defense but philip rivers was just flat out bad in the first half the chiefs manage a a 10-9 lead in the second half the chiefs defense really stepped up patrick mahomes started a connection with travis kelsey and despite uh, no tyree kill what was in my opinion an inexcusable lack of aggressiveness by the chiefs offense late in the game a terrible interception drop by Tyron Matthew. Uh, guys like Frank Clark stepped up. Patrick Mahomes stepped up. Rashad Fenton stepped up when it was big. And then Daniel Sorensen uh, with the final pick of the game. There's a lot of times that we blame the Chiefs defense, but they really did the job in the second half to lead the Chiefs to victory. No question. Good second half adjustments for uh, for Steve Spagnuolo. For a while there, this, this offense, 312 yards in the first half. The Chiefs had limited in the 65 yards there until that final drive. Chargers end up with 438 yards of total offense. Most of those come in the first half before they made those adjustments. But, Pete, as I said all night, and I said it before, this division is so nice for the Chiefs. The Chiefs came into this game winning 9 out of the last 10 against the Chargers. 9, nine out of 10 against the Raiders. Andy Reid now 24-3 and three against this division since 2015. And look at all the divisional games ahead. Chargers are incompetent. The Chargers will charge it. As I've told you, Phillip Rivers now, nine interceptions, nine in three games against the AFC West. Between the Broncos, three against the Raiders, they dominated that game against the Raiders, found a way to lose. The Chargers are one of these teams that find a way to lose. At this point, I know the Raiders were on the heels of the Chiefs. Come on, they're going to find a way to lose. They almost found a way to lose to the uh, Bengals last weekend. Probably going to lose to the Jets this weekend. Total incompetence by the Chargers. Chiefs defense stepped up in a big way tonight. Let's load up those phone lines, 913-576-7610. Again, the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line 69306. Before we get to the calls, this win is enormous. This is an enormous victory. It came down to the wire here. You had the defense, and you could see, really, both sides of the ball sucking wind. Everyone's tired. You wonder how much, okay, there was altitude, whether you believe it or not. Everybody's tired at the end of the game here. The defense is able to step up for the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a touchdown lead, and for four straight possessions, they could not extend it because of a lack of aggressiveness, I thought, by Andy Reid. You have this Travis Kelsey-Patrick Mahomes connection going. Why is that not continued to be exploited toward the end of this game? You're calling the same screenplay, it looks like, to the running back. Almost cost the Chiefs the game, but again, the defense is able to step up. Frank Clark, his best game as a Chief by far. No question about it. In his defense, keep in mind this Chargers defense was good. It comes into this game fifth in the NFL. This, Chief, this defense was good. Sixth in the NFL at points per game against. So the Chiefs were going against a good defense, but still no excuse for some of those play calls by Andy Reid. The conservative nature, I felt the offense, I felt needed to help the defense in this situation. 
a defense that was not deep at the defensive ends. Now, Frank Clark, what a game. But again, it was against a, a rookie making his first start in the NFL. He looked good, but he should have looked good tonight. Let's face it, he makes $100 million going against a guy making his first start that played a Division II school in college starting tonight as a rookie for the Chargers. He should have had a good game. I truly felt like this was the first time that we got that Seattle Seahawk free agent who you trade for uh, available player in Frank Clark uh, the, for the first time all year. I mean, he's had good stretches and he had that two-sack game, but this is the first time where he was affecting the game all throughout. What well, was set up for him to be effective, and he was. He lived up to it. He should have been effective tonight, and you already was. Sometimes guys go into games where they should have the competitive advantage and don't. Uh, it doesn't come to fruition tonight. It did for Frank Clark. But, man, I, I tell you what, the defense, you know, is poised to win this game. Phillip Rivers kept having his chances, and he kept charging. The Chargers will charger. Phillip Rivers, again, nine picks in three games against the AFC West. Think about the big picture here. Chargers aren't going anywhere. Even if Phillip Rivers comes back for a year, big deal. This team will find a way to lose. The Chargers should not have seven losses at this point. The Chiefs just put the final nail in the coffin for the Chargers tonight. They're done. Forget about it. No run for the Chargers. Over. Finalized. You know, they gave up a division game to go play international, which usually doesn't happen. Home, home games in the division to do an international game. Chargers are lost. Again, they're moving to L.A. They're renting the... Uh, the apartment above their mom's garage in L.A. because nobody wants them there. They have no fan base. And the Denver Broncos have disgruntled people all the way around, blow that lead against the Vikings. This division's setting up really nicely for the Chiefs. Don't give me the Raiders going to be on a run because they'll still find a way to Raider. Phillip Rivers has always felt a little erratic as he plays, but there have been games in the past where he would will the Chargers to victory. Like tonight was the first time... I really felt Rivers against the Chiefs. You could see where I think he's starting to show his age a little bit here. He doesn't look like he's on the up and up. He looks like he's in a, a real steep decline here. I don't know if he'll last uh, through the offseason. We'll see if he plays next year. He looks like a guy. It's either this year or, or next year, and that's probably a career for Phillip Rivers. They came into this game to run the football. They have been a pass-heavy team this year, only run for 93 yards. You know, Austin Eckler, eight catches, 108 yards. He comes in as the leading receiver for running back in the NFL by yards and by catches in this game, and they used him effectively. Now, they didn't always use him when they probably should have used him when they got near the goal line. I, again, I don't think they should have settled for three points in the beginning. That was a drive. They should have scored a touchdown. But, again, it's incompetence, and you can look for the Chargers to do this. I thought Phillip Rivers was pressing, thought he was trying to make a play. He was careless with the football at the end. Again, who's in their second season, Pat Mahomes, or who's the established veteran who Booger kept saying is a Hall of Famer? I question that, really, to be honest with you. But Phillip Rivers played like an inexperienced quarterback tonight. Played I thought, like a rookie. I thought the Chiefs' defense in the first half, though, everyone will say they had a good game. The first half was not a good game, or not a good effort, I thought, by the Chiefs' defense. They gave up 312 yards. Now, the second half, they only end up giving for the game 438, and that's after giving up more than 300 in the first half. So you could tell that there were some second-half adjustments. And really the reason they win this football game is because of the second-half effort by the defense. At the same time, Patrick Mahomes having that little stretch there where him and Travis Kelsey willed the offense at some point. And I think the new playoff caller for the Chargers, Shane Steichen, had a bad game. I felt the Chargers could have put up more points in the first half. They were dominating time of possession, dominating yardage, everything else. But you know what? I'll give credit to the Chiefs, though, too. They bent but didn't break. 
We've only heard this. Bend, but don't break. I felt the Chiefs did that. You know, regardless of the Chargers moving the ball up and down the field, when it counted, they made the plays. And I'll give them full credit. They made plays tonight. Frank Clark, Rashad Fenton, Charvarius Ward, Matthew for that early interception. There were some standouts on the Chiefs defense as well. Let's go out to the phone lines again. If you want to get in touch with us, 913-576-7610. Let's start with our buddy Reggie from Anaheim. What's up, Reggie? Reggie, you got us? I could have to call us back. Uh, let's try Chester. Chester, you hear me? I think we got a problem with our phone line. Yeah, I think the phone's uh, not working. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, not good. We'll get that uh, worked on here in just a second. But uh, yeah, I'm sure Reggie wanted to go off tonight. I'm pretty sure. But you know what though? Here's the thing. Give Pete. us a call back. Sorry about that. Yeah, I know in the first half, you and I were we were frustrated at times the way the Chargers moving the ball up and down the field. I don't think the play calling was great for the Chargers in that game. But I give the, I give Spagnola the credit for making the adjustments in the second half. The Chargers try to do it a lot more zone. Patrick Mahomes eats the zone for breakfast when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, no doubt about that. I I, I just, I'm happy that, that there was never uh, um, a relenting. I was happy that there was never a relenting of the effort here. I mean, you did have the struggles, I thought, of the defense in, in the first half, but they were able to respond, and I think that's a lot to uh, be happy about. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines and try again. Reggie from Anaheim, I think we lost you the first time. You there? Yeah, my bad, man. I don't know what happened. Oh, there we um, go, yeah. You got, okay, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, good win. I mean, we're supposed to win these types of games, so I'm not, like, super excited. Um, I got to be honest, I thought the defense was going to find a way to choke it at the end, but they but they, but they, held, they held their own water this game. Um, I like the fact that they ran the ball. The Chiefs ran the ball a little bit more in this game. You know, they, they had a lot more – uh, concerted effort on the ground, which was good, which I think helped Mahomes out, uh, helped to kind of settle him a little bit and helped to kind of ground the team a little bit. Um, so good win. Now I live in L.A., so obviously I'm going to hear a lot of crap talking from Raider fans this week. So let's just good win. Let's go into the bye week. Let's get focused. We haven't won anything yet because the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the AFC, followed by the Patriots. The Chiefs beat. So, yeah, yeah, but that, that was a different team. Like we, We're going to see them in the playoffs. So we got we got to get ready for it, bro. Like we ain't won nothing. Two of yet. Lamar Jackson's three losses are against the Chiefs. Yeah, but who's the best team in, 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 in the AFC right now, though? Like it's the Baltimore Ravens, baby. Yeah, I, I have mean, to. We beat them earlier, but I have I'll to give agree, you. I'll give bro. you that. I have I'm to. Agree, I have to agree with Reggie. I don't think there's a team right now that's playing better football, uh, maybe in the league right now than the Baltimore Ravens. The Chiefs ran for 130 yards, and you know McCoy seven carries, 29 yards. He got the 4.1. Pat Mahomes was the difference in the running game tonight. I'm talking those five carries, 59 yards, 11.8 per. Pat Mahomes found the seal. And if there's any question about Pat Mahomes' knee, his ankle, you name it, he looked fast out there. And he, he got, was outrunning defenders. And he got roughed up on the sideline during that one. And you had a moment there where he did look like he was getting up a little bit gingerly but was able to be fine the rest of the game. I don't think he's perfect. I think there's going to have to be some kind of corrective surgery in the offseason for him. But at the same time, I think you're about 90%-ish, which is good enough for the Chiefs to win. They were able to do that tonight. You saw, you saw that willingness for him to run the football, and so I think that was a, a good sign as well. Chester, let's try it again. Sorry about that first time.
defense. I always like to see my homes looking at the defense. And I tell everybody, who motivates the motivator? This time he had to sit and see the defense in the game. But he told everybody that when the game is on the line, I will run. And he accumulates some yardage, attitude in the agitation, and agitation in the attitude. Pretty soon it will be agitation in the winning machine. Keeps the clothes clean. Some uh, price games. We got to, you know, take some rest on the bye. And don't you know I really will shout because one of the games, December the 22nd on my birthday, and they play the Bears. So I'm looking for some wins, <laughs> especially a win on my birthday. Well, happy well, birthday to you, Chester, early, yeah. Continue to win and keep that agitation. Attitude first and then in the winning machine. God bless you. Week 16 birthday, Chiefs-Bears birthday for our guy Chester. Here's the thing about it, Pete. They have five games left, three mm-hmm. of them against the division at home. Yep. I mentioned Andy Reid is 24-3 and against this division since 2015. He absolutely, totally owns the AFC West. 9-10 against the Chargers, 9-10 against the Raiders. He's beaten the Broncos eight straight times. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning. And again, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, all at Arrowhead Stadium. And I get it. Chiefs haven't been lights out at Arrowhead Stadium, but still I'll take those games, three divisional games at home. Come on. Andy Reid owns this division. You got three of this, you know, of this remaining. Yeah. This I mean, division, this division is is not good. It is not good whatsoever because you have teams that beat themselves. The Broncos find ways to beat themselves and blow 20-point leads. The Chargers find ways to beat themselves. Phillip Rivers, I don't know what the hell is wrong with this guy, but nine picks in three divisional games, that's pathetic. Yeah. That is terrible. You're you're right, I think, to mention the fact that the games are at home and you'd prefer that they be home than away for sure, but there's no home field advantage right now for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's just a fact at this point. It's, yeah, but you have an AFC West. Uh, you'd rather be home. Field advantage with the NBA. I don't care where he's playing these teams on the moon. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, you'd rather be home. He's beating the AFC West. The, 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 yeah, it's more of a division game, and I think you like that. It seems like Reed certainly has the division's page. I, you know, I just look at the home field right now. How could you say that it even matters at this point? Um, Pat in Maryland, what's on your mind? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, good evening. Hey. Hey, I want to talk about Frank Clark finally showing up. Thank God, because I was definitely, definitely on the verge of calling him a bust of a signing. Um, big game for him, but he's got to start doing it again. So you're going to say going against the rookie Division Two tackle and you're already set, you're, you're, you're 100% <laughs> for him now? Well, I'm just saying, let's be real here. It was a Division II tackle making his first NFL start. I mean, you know, let's be honest. No, I am. I mean, okay. he's got to carry it over. All right, hey, yeah. you got to get to back it up. It. I'll take it. All right. Yeah, but, here's, the, here's the thing about Frank Clark, though, too. He's had this type of matchup earlier in the season. I think it was in the Colts game or the Jags game. It was one of the games I'm, I'm misremembering right now, but where he, where he was up against a backup, not necessarily Division II making his first start, the same time up against the backup and he didn't perform well he certainly looks like he has more spring in his step these are matchups you expect him to take full advantage of and we finally saw that tonight i still think that's a step in the right direction it is going to be good to see that against more formidable competition but you got to parlay it yes you agreed, game, agreed. parlay it to the next one i believe in frank clark and i've always been on this guy's side i love the signing for the chiefs it wasn't panning out and i was you know you have a little bit of dirt in your face because it wasn't the same guy that we saw up at training camp, up at training camp, the guy was unbelievable. Was talking the talk and walking the walk. I like everything Frank Clark had coming to the Kansas City Chiefs. I just like to see it more. You know what? He stepped up tonight in a the situation. They're playing at 7,500 feet. 
He didn't have the depth. You know, Okafor is not in there. Ogba, that I think could make an argument, is playing as good a defensive end that anybody with the Chiefs is out. He needed to step up in this game, and he did. Full credit. Again, Frank Clark, probably his best game as a Chief on the other side of the football. Patrick Mahomes, 19 of 32 for 182 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Also, five carries for 59 yards on the ground. He spoke to ESPN right after the game. Thank you very much. Patrick, tell me, what did you think when you saw Dirty Dan Sorensen come down with that interception? Yeah, I mean, they played they played lights out really all game long. We put them in a lot of tough positions as an offense, and, and, and they pretty much just picked it up and saved us in that game. And, uh, I mean, it's a team game, and it's good to see those guys win a game for us. How did you think your offense felt to you tonight? Yeah, we just we missed on too many things. There were so, too many missed assignments. Uh, usually we can kind of get away with that and try to fix it, but this, I mean, that's a good defense, and they were they weren't letting us do it, and so uh, we got we got to be better. We have a bye week now. We got to go back to it, kind of reevaluate ourselves, and, and try to be better when we come back. We didn't see you air it out like we thought that we would in this thin air up here. How much was the fact that you didn't have Tyreek Hill for most of the game? How much did that factor in? Yeah, I mean, it definitely hurts not having Tyreek, but I, I mean, that just that's just with me not executing at a high enough level. I mean, there were shots, and there was times I could have went for it, and I, I didn't I didn't hit it whenever it was there, and so. I mean, that, that goes back to me just not being right where I need to be at, and uh, that's why it's a team game, and you got guys on the defense that can help you win the game. In the third quarter, though, Travis Kelsey, you called his number a lot. He came up big for you. How did he open up for you in the second half? Yeah, I mean, I mean, having a guy like that helps out a ton. I mean, whenever I'm struggling and I'm not, not doing the things that I'm used to doing, I can always fall back on a guy like that to, to make plays, and, I mean, that's what he was doing. I mean, no matter what it was, he was finding a way to get himself open, and, uh, I mean, uh, credit to him for uh, kind of getting us through that third quarter. You had a career-high 50 rushing yards. Uh, how was the knee feel? Yeah, it feels good right now. I mean, uh, I don't usually try to run, but uh, they were giving some rush lanes with it whenever those guys would get upfield, and uh, I just try to take advantage of that whenever I could. All right, thanks, Patrick. Congratulations. Thanks. Patrick Mahomes, courtesy of ESPN. You hear them mention the fact that Tyreek Hill leaves the game early. Looked like a right hamstring injury. The Chiefs weren't willing to push it. It looked like the field was pretty beat up. I understand that it was better than last year and playable, but there were guys tripping from jump, and so you understand why they wouldn't want to put Tyreek Hill with this faulty hamstring back on the field. He's out for most of the game, but you saw it. You saw at the end of this game, the Chiefs take a, a touchdown lead, and then they have four straight punts to end the game. Like That has to be better. You have Patrick Mahomes. I understand Hill is not there, but you still should manage to put up some points, and it could have helped out the defense. Luckily for the Chiefs, the defense stepped up. How long have we been waiting for a game where we can point to it and say, this was an obvious W for the defense? I think we got that tonight. Yeah, and they didn't rely on Chris Jones. Right, Chris exactly. Jones That's another game point, too. No tackles. They didn't have to rely on him. Everybody else stepped up. But the four points punts at the end, and I'll say this. I'll give Dustin Colquitt credit. Again, we always used to hear that left-footed magic. It's mm. hard to catch. Two punts fumbled by the Chargers, even though they get them back. But still that Dustin Colquitt weapon. But again, the defense kept giving the Chargers chances. Phillip Rivers still had chance after chance and couldn't get it done. This defense stepped up, made the plays, got the picks, ended up, uh, you know, ended up winning the game. But the defense, I felt had that opportunity to win this game, and they did. Chiefs win 24-17. to They now enter the bye week. These 13 days will be a lot nicer now that you have the victory. This would not have been a fun stretch if the Chiefs lose this game and we're out of the playoff picture all of a sudden. So grateful for that. If you want to get in touch with us, Pete Sweeney, Jay Binkley, and you, 913-576-7610. Let's go to Tanner out in Des Moines. Tanner, what's up? Hey, uh, hola, Pete. Hola, Bink. Hola. 
Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm having some trouble being happy uh, with tonight's win, um, primarily because it seems like this is exactly what Andy Reid's Chiefs do, um, which is let you down like they did last week, um, only to pick you right back up with a win tonight. Um, but everything is uh, definitely not all right with this team, and there are definitely some issues that showed themselves tonight. So um, I can't really shake the feeling that there are additional letdowns uh, ahead, whether it be um, some more losses in the regular season or an early playoff loss. So um, I just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on are we supposed to be optimistic about this win or um, – should we think that there are some more issues that uh, are potentially ahead? I always feel optimistic about a win. And here's the thing, Pete. This team is averaging seven points a game less than they did last year. Finally, you saw the offensive line intact. You haven't seen this offensive line intact since week two. Nobody can stay healthy at one time. Right? Don't you want to see what they do when they have Hill and they have Kelsey? Damian Orlovsky did a great job today on ESPN talking about how good they are when those guys are out there. And you don't have them. You just don't have your full complement of weapons. Either Mahomes has been out or Tyree Kill's been out or Damian Williams has been out, the offensive line, and Fisher and Wiley, LDT's been out. Finally, most of the pieces are together, but the most important piece on offense besides Pat Mahomes is clearly Tyree Kill. This is going to be a big game for him, and I thought the Chiefs wanted to test that. They wanted to test that whole arm of Patrick Mahomes deep with Tyree Kill and unable to do that. That's a huge loss for this offense, but we haven't seen this. But I'll tell you this much, too. Teams are playing this team differently. They are. And you know what? They started to play this team differently at the end of last year. Remember the Ravens game? Remember the Seahawks game? The Patriots, they played this team differently. They did. The running the ball, the time of possession, which the Chargers dominated in the first half. They had the recipe to win. They were just incompetent and couldn't do it. They had the recipe. They just couldn't put the dinner together to beat the Chiefs. But I will say this. I do feel that teams are playing this team differently from what we've seen. And you know what? We started to see it at the end of last year, and you've seen it more and more this year. It's really the only explanation that the injuries of why they're just not lighting up the scoreboard like they have in the past. Sure. I, I'll take the win. You see Eric Fisher re-enter the lineup. As you mentioned, he was like a little bit shaky, I thought, but at least now you get that process going of getting him back. If you kind of look at this season as a game, the Chiefs badly needed to get into the locker room, and I think they finally have done that now. And what you do that is you go go into the quote-unquote locker room with the 7-4 and four record, and now you can look yourself in the mirror, get a little bit healthy, come out strong in the second half, see what teams are doing to you as you're saying, Jay, and maybe come out better for it after the bye week. Let's pause right now quickly for station identification. Taking the kids to soccer practice Saturday. We're live and local all day long starting at 10. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Kansas City, a radio.com sports station. Back in on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at Pete Sweeney, Jay Binkley, Nick Price. You can get in touch with us, 913-576-7610. Let's go out to Tanner in Indiana. What's up, Tanner? Hey, guys. What's going on? Hi. Hey, uh, yeah, I just – these this fourth quarter issue with the offense, five-minute offense, is just it, – it's becoming terrible. I mean, this is the second game, third and short, we call a screen. Yep. 
Um, we, we roll the, the, the next one on third down, we roll out to the left with our right-handed quarterback for whatever reason. I just, we, we cannot execute a fourth quarter drive. I mean, to put the game away, it's like same song and dance. I feel like if we had, if we were going to get Ryan Tannehill this week, we would have lost again. Um, well, I just think it's just becoming a serious issue. Yeah, and they really didn't throw the whiteouts much tonight. Watkins, two catches, 26 yards. Hardman, two for 13. It was really Kelsey and McCoy, you know, as far as catching the football. I do think they played a little close to the vest tonight on offense where they could have gone downfield a few more times. But, again, this Chargers defense was good. It was the fifth-ranked defense in the NFL coming in this game. But, you know, I'll take it. A win, a win. Win's a win. It's a divisional win against the Chargers. Neutral site. You know, I'll take the yeah. win. Are, are there some areas that need to be fixed for this team? 100% sure. Because this offense is nowhere near the the have the potency of it did last year, and they're, they're living off reputation. And Travis Kelsey only had one catch in the first half. It took him to the second half to get going. I do worry a little bit. If there's a worry that I have right now, it is that that ugly head that Andy Reid sometimes shows where he gets a lead and just gets a little passive. And it's like, dude, I understand. You're one of the most creative minds in National Football League history. You're going to the Hall of Fame. But you have the MVP. You have Sammy Watkins. You have Travis Kelsey. Go win a damn football game as opposed to just saying, okay, let's bleed this clock out. You have Patrick Mahomes. They don't have Patrick Mahomes. Remember that. And I also think that they're really missing that dog at running back. Oh, no they doubt really are. I The inconsistency of Damian Williams. The inconsistencies of LaShawn McCoy with the fumbling problems. He looked good. He cut on a dime. He looked good. That was vintage LaShawn McCoy. But it's too erratic. It's too sporadic of when he does it. They they, they missed that Kareem Hunt style of running back in the backfield. Consistency at that position where they know where they're going to be at all the time. Pat knows where he's going to be at. The running of the ball, the catching of the ball out of the backfield, they missed that dog. And again, Darrell Williams, 35 yards. LaShawn McCoy, 29. Darrell Williams, 7 Pat Mahomes was 59 yards. Don't 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 be blown away with the 130 yards rushing. Most of that comes from Pat Mahomes. And all these running backs, what, what ends up happening is they all have their moments, right? So Damian Williams gets going, but then he injures his rib. You know from training camp he's not going to even think about playing through any kind of injury, so he's done for the game. LaShawn McCoy can't hold on to the football. You don't even know what you have in Darrell Williams. Darwin Thompson can't see the field. That is a huge gaping hole for the Chiefs, and you're right about it. I mean, you've brought it up before, and I would sometimes say, oh, running backs are a dime a dozen. You could draft one late. You figure it out. But the Chiefs do really miss Kareem Hunt on the field. I think their hands were tied in that situation. We don't need to get into that. But as far as just strictly on the field play, there's no doubt that they miss Kareem Hunt. No question about it. Andy Reid will run the ball. Kareem Hunt did lead the NFL in rushing under Andy Reid. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Talk to our pal Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? What a game by the defense with the Sorensen with the game-winning uh, interception. How about Tyron Matthew? I agree with you, Bink. How about Frank Clark finally showing up and earning his money? And I, I agree with you, Bink, on the Sean McCoy. He was fortunate to get that fumble back. But, you know, remember, he jumped the ball and, and ricocheted right back. It went right back into his hands. It was crazy. It was crazy, Bink. Yeah, yeah. Like I said a few weeks ago, he's got to learn the better because they know they're going to strip him. So. Yeah, otherwise, a great team win. I agree with you. I think the Chargers are done. And the Raiders, they don't have an easy game either. The Jets are playing pretty good, so I'll be watching that. Take care of yourself, guys. All right, thank you for the call, Dan. By the way, Bink, right now, Travis Kelsey, we talked about seven catches for 92 yards. Here was Travis Kelsey with ESPN after the game. Back here in Mexico City, a must-win for the Chiefs. Big game by Travis Kelsey. Here with Steve and Lewis also. 
So you told us yesterday, if you guys win out, you're 12 and four, same record as last year, but you need to sharpen the focus. How did you do that leading into the game tonight? Man, still way too many penalties. We kept hurting ourselves there in the first half. Um, drop passes, um, just the little things that we got to keep cleaning up, keep cleaning up, keep building the beast. And um, taking it one game at a time, taking it one week at a time. And sure enough, hopefully we'll see ourselves where we, where we imagine at the end of the year. Look, Trevor, obviously the offense has really driven the bus here for this football team recently. As a leader, how are you supporting the defense? Because they, like, they come up big tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, Frank comes up Huge. big, Tyron comes up big. How are you on the offensive side supporting the defensive side? Oh, we just bring the energy. We bring the energy whether they get scored on or whether they, 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 they get off the field on third downs. We keep bringing the energy. We, uh, we keep and stay on the attack for them. Um, and just go out there and make plays, man. They, our defense is... is, is it's getting it's taking quite a wrap, but at the same time, you know, we know we're very confident in what they can do and what Spags has, has got them lined up doing. My JV coach in college, Andy Reid. I got my own opinions about him. They're really <laughs> fun stories. But how do you define? He seems to be always keeping the ship, no matter what happens. Injuries, bad losses, tough times. He seems to keep things moving. How would you describe your coach? He's the best at it, man. He's the best to ever do it. I swear. He and what he does best is he challenges the team every single week, win or lose, uh, to get better. And that's, what you, and that's what you want out of a head coach, somebody that gets you fired up, uh, that, that team meeting or walking in on Monday or Tuesday. And you know what? Coach Reed does it better than anybody. Hey, Travis, you know, everybody sees what Patrick Mahomes can do on the field, but what's something behind the scenes that you know that we don't know? Is uh, his special notebook, man. This guy's got notes on notes on notes, the secret stuff, man. I don't know what he's got in that thing, but it works for him. And uh, I asked him one day what what it, what it all had in there, and he said, ah, just little stuff I can think about on site. Well, you're thinking in the right direction there, man, because uh, Pat Mahomes is the best football player out here. Yeah, one of, the, one of the things he said yesterday when we talked to him was he said he can kind of weed out some of the noise now. And even though people are trying to confuse him, he says he sees it clearly now. He can get you guys in the right play. Oh, yeah, and you, you can tell in practice he knows exactly where he wants to go with the ball. And even out here in the games, man, as soon as you turn your head, that ball is right on you. Yeah. And, and that's what you want as a, as a route runner, as a receiver, uh, is, is that, that ball on time where, you, where you, you can catch it and do some work with it. And Pat, is, he's unbelievable at getting the ball in, uh, in a playmaker's hands. Hey, congratulations on the win. Thank you. And Shout out to Mexico. Enjoy the bye week. Chiefs, first place, AFC West. Tight end Travis Kelsey with ESPN, courtesy of ESPN. Sounds like Travis Kelsey somehow instantly drunk after after the game yeah, already. He, it sounds he, like he's very tipsy. He said, well, let's not forget about this too. <laughs> happy go lucky. Well, the four picks by Rivers, let's not forget about the one, the Honey Badger, right in his hands. That ended up being eight points for the Chargers. They scored a touchdown, two-point conversion. But Keenan Allen was a touchdown after that, yes. Yeah, it could have been five interceptions for Phillip Rivers tonight. Five of them for him. He would have been 10 against the AFC West had he not dropped that football. But again, I'm with you. You know, Andy Reid's got to find a way. And here's the deal. Raiders, good luck to you, man. Because <laughs> Chiefs have a bye week and Andy Reid coming off a bye week. Well, and it's a divisional opponent. Andy Reid's 24-3 and since 15. Good luck, Raiders, in that game. Well, here's the thing. And I think Kelsey hit on some of the key points that I'm thinking about early on in this interview. The Chiefs are sloppy right now. I mean, you are, you're playing sloppy football. You really need this by to rest up. 17 penalties now in the last two weeks. To rest up, get right, look at the film, see what you can clean up, come back for Raider Week, which is now, surprisingly enough, something we didn't think preseason, the biggest football game of the year, and come back to the well-oiled machine that we saw last year before it sort of unraveled toward the end of the season and you end up 
having that dud against the New England Patriots in the first half of the AFC title game ultimately costing you. Come back ready for this final stretch and what is hopefully a playoff run or to me and still to me, a bust of a season. You need to come back ready to win the Super Bowl. I think this bye week comes at a great time. It has been sloppy lately, but guess what? You're still 7-4. and four. You still have the rest of the season in front of you. I wish they would have kept the foot on the gas when they're up 24 to 9. You know, a few more points there. Sure. Take Mahomes out of that game. That field was trash. It was so bad. It was bad. And you know what they, you know what, had he got, Roger Goodell was there, you know, had the uh, NFL's best player in Patrick Mahomes got hurt on that turf. They were replacing divots like at a golf course at halftime. That's how bad that field was. That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. If they want to keep pushing this game to Mexico City, because last year they couldn't even have a game there. Fix the damn field. One of the items that came from this game, and I'm looking at some of the tweets as they come through from Mexico City, Tyreek Hill did indeed strain his hamstring. You know with that field, they were not taking a chance with Tyreek Hill. No, absolutely not. That's why I didn't go out there and play anymore. But again, the bye week comes at a good time. You know, get McCoy healthy, get, uh, get, get Tyreek Hill healthy, and try to get this full complement of weapons this team has on the field again. For, it's, the bye week comes at a good time. Comes off a win, you know, for the Chiefs, divisional win. They get the bye week. Andy Reid's good off the bye week. Take a deep breath, resurface, and hope this defense doesn't have a relapse because they were playing well against Denver. Although the Packers came back in the final five minutes, still a better game except for the end in the game against the Vikings. I don't know what happened in the Titans game. They reverted back to old Chiefs defense. It wasn't very good. Tonight was different. So that's, that's really four out of the last five games. This is a serviceable defense, in my opinion. Pete Sweeney, Jay Binkley, and you, the Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Go out to the phone lines, 913-576-7610. Lanita and KC Mo, how are you doing? I'm doing great, sir. I'm doing great. That's great. I'm going to make it really quick because I know you have a lot of people. But I'd just like to ask you guys' opinion, what would have happened differently with the, with the, the way the play ended if they had caught when Tyra... Tyron Matthews mm-hmm. intercepted that ball. The clock rolled down to double zeros, and then he threw the ball. If they had called that play, that the the ball, that the um, double zeros came up before he got the playoff, how would it have changed the game and that uh, interception? Good call there. No, I, I mean, I don't want to play the what if game on that situation at the end of the game. I, I thought Philip, I thought. If, if you're going the direction of what would a different quarterback have done, a competent quarterback, the problem is there's not many in the NFL. And Phillip Rivers, you know, comes into the game with, what, 10 interceptions, leaves with four. He's, uh, what, second in the NFL now to Jameis Winston as far as interceptions as he passes Baker Mayfield um, in the rearview mirror for interceptions. Yeah. I, but, again, I, it was incompetency I, from that team at the end of the game. I totally think, incompetent. I think the question was, like, it seemed all night to me from watching the telecast, there was a little bit of a disconnect between the play clock and what they were calling. I don't know how it was set up in Mexico City where that maybe the ESPN clock might have been a little off or something. Yeah, it looked like the Chargers time through four times. You take an interception off the board, it changes the entire game. And so who knows how, how it really goes and transpires after that. There's a number of plays, I think, like that in the game. If Tyron Matthew actually catches that interception, maybe the Chargers don't end up scoring a touchdown, and maybe it's not as close as it was. Again, the Chiefs defense did step up late in the fourth quarter, and this is when you know you talk about the altitude and 
uh, San Diego, I'm sorry, Los Angeles going and playing in Colorado and being ready for the altitude. Well, the Chiefs should have been really gassed at the end of the game. They weren't. They had enough left in the tank to make sure that they stopped the Los Angeles Chargers from tying this football game. It's why the Chiefs ultimately win 24 to 17, improved to 7 and 4 heading into the bye week. He's Jay Binkley. I'm Pete Sweeney. You right now are listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. We'll be right back. Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Pete Sweeney hanging out with Jay Binkley. The Chiefs win 24-17 in Mexico City. They improve to 7-4 in the season, headed into the bye week. Once the score was 24-17, The Chargers, a chance, four plays, punt. Next possession, three plays, punt. Next possession, three plays, interception. Next next possession, 11 plays, interception. So four different chances to get back into the game, and the defense responded in each and every one of them. That was really the story of this game because the offense just didn't put up uh, the points there at the end. And again, I think there's been a lot of pressure on this offense, but to say it's the same, you can't because it's not the same. It's disappointing. They couldn't. And Tyreek Hill, I think, was a big difference when he went out. Huge they could, difference. They could not extend the lead in the fourth quarter and give the defense even a little bit of breathing room. Lucky enough for the Chiefs, the defense steps up. I think it's the first time we could say that in a long time where definitively the defense won that football game Absolutely. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go to Andy Reid in his postgame press conference after the big win. Hill uh, strained his hamstring early in the game. Damian Williams uh, hurt his ribs. They're looking at those as we go here. Um, Jordan Lucas uh, hurt his shoulder. So uh, Ryder came out but went back in, or excuse me, Reader. And uh, and then LaShawn, I'm not sure exactly all what happened there, but um, something with his head. So I'm not sure exactly what the final decision was there. I was real proud of our defense. Uh, for the job that they did today. Um, I think Frank Clark probably jumps out at you uh, for the job that he did. Um, he, had a, he had a heck of a game. Four takeaways, the guys that intercepted the football I, um, uh, and then helped create the turnovers. I, again, I'm proud of those guys for the job they did there. We were able to get seven points out of that. Probably had another chance for another uh, turnover right there with uh, the Badger. He had one in his hands that he's kind of kicking himself for, but he did a nice job with the one that he, he, he did catch. Um, Pat had 60 yards rushing. Pretty impressive for a guy with a couple banged-up legs there. So he, he pushed himself through and, and had uh, some big yards doing that. Kelsey came up with uh, the seven receptions for 90-plus yards and uh, puts him in some elite category there amongst uh, tight ends uh, in the history of the game. So, And then uh, I thought special teams really did a nice job. Uh, I was proud of those guys. Um, Dustin for the way he punted and, and, um, and, and you know, maintaining the field position with the coverage teams. Um, anyways, with that, time's yours. You're listening to Andy Reid, courtesy of Spectrum Sports and 610 Sports Radio. I'll tell you what, we uh, we love the hospitality that we received. Phenomenal people. 
Um, you know, it, it was a great, great experience. I think the players would tell you the same thing. But I think the steps that stands out to me are the people. I mean, they're they're just tremendous and so welcoming. Well, the the win, you know, I told the team, "Viva la Mexico, man! I'm, I'm, I'm in." Huh? We we enjoyed the win, um, but and about not playing here last year, we were sorry that that happened. Um, but heck, we're we're glad we came this time. And um, like I said, the hospitality that you gave us was uh, um, over the top great. Coach, you have uh, five more games left. Uh, do you think that? Next one against the Oakland Raiders is going to be the most important of the rest of the season of the bye week. And did the altitude of Mexico City affect your players any? Um, yeah, so um, the Raiders, that's always good competition right there. So we'll have to prepare ourselves. We're going to take some time off, though, with the bye week, and then we'll come back and get ready for them for the first part of your question. Um, the way the, the Mexico City... Uh, the altitude, um, it, it's up here now. I mean, we're, we're high, so uh, there's not a lot of oxygen, but it's, it's good oxygen, the one that we had, so we were able to uh, make the best of it. We used every bit of it, I think, towards the end there. Andy Reid, courtesy of Spectrum Sports. Let's finish up with the Chiefs head coach on 610 Sports Radio. Coach, and how many games? There wasn't a factor in the Yeah, well, I didn't run much in the first half, so um, I thought it was a good thing to crank it up a little bit, and um, and then down the stretch, I, you know, we were in four-minute mode there, and we've got to make sure we closed out the game. I, I, I was proud of our defense, so for closing the game out the way they did, and then Dan with the big interception at the end uh, was a huge play. So. Yeah, listen, he's been. I think he's feeling better, you know, physically feeling better. And um, he's been kind of battling through uh, the injury. And, and um, I, I think uh, starting kind of midweek, I mean, he was going, man, this, I'm, you know, I'm feeling better here. And, uh, and I think that, that sure paid off. Coach, what can you do to, to achieve consistency defensively? Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we've been kind of on the rise. And then last week, not so good. Um, and then we're back. So we're back in. Last week we gave up too many big plays. Um, so this week we came back and made a lot of big plays. And, and we hung in there and kept battling. So when things were kind of tough there um, and they were moving the ball a little bit, we battled. And then we did a great job in the red zone. I think they were one for three in the red zone. We ended up being two for two. And that, that's a big stat in, in football. Andy, <coughs> all four interceptions were pretty meaningful. but. Excuse me. Yeah, but but how much did you think Tyron's kind of sort of flipped the script a little bit on how to get? Yeah, no, that was a big one. Um, so, and then he had a chance for another one, right, by So, um, but I thought he played a good game. He he came all the way across from the backside on that to make that play, and and um, and then had a great run after that. You saw some of his punt return build when he was a young pup. He was a punt returner, so you saw a little bit of that going play. Less than 100 yards rushing. 
after the last couple of weeks uh, allowing a pretty big chunk of yards running, this time you were able to hold the church to less than 100 yards rushing. What was yeah. the key this time around? Yeah, again, I thought our linebackers played well. I thought our interior linemen, the guys that don't get quite as much publicity as those outside guys, I thought they played well and did a great job of gap controls and so on. Yep. You might want to talk to Pat Mahomes. Yep, Mark, I, I can say. All right. That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the Chiefs 24-17 win over the L.A. Chargers in Mexico City. And, Jay, would you look what the cat drug in? Is it drag Good oxygen. Good It's Carrington Harrison uh, of the drive hanging out uh, right here um, after, after the Chiefs winning on Monday Night Football. What was your instant reaction to uh, this win? I'm happy to uh, come on with you guys. You guys always come on with me, so at least I can do is come on with you guys, especially <laughs> if I'm sitting up here. Uh, I think the instant reaction has to be is I think that people are very hard on the defense, and I understand why they're hard on the defense. The defense won them the game today. Mahomes didn't win them the game. Reed didn't win them the game. Tyreek didn't win it. Kelsey didn't win it. The high-flying offense that you – the defense won this game. Now, you maybe say that Rivers gave them the game today, but you got to go out there and make plays and you got to convert. Multiple times in this game, the defense asked the offense to score points and that would have ended the game. The Chiefs had the ball on three straight possessions at the end of the game and they didn't get points. If they get points on any of those drives, this is a completely different scenario. They didn't. And the defense on back-to-back times turned Phillip Rivers over and went out and won the football game. Early in the game, in the red zone, they were getting stops and getting off the field and not letting them score points. The defense won this football game. And again, the defense takes a lot of arrows, and I understand why they do. But we got to be fair in our criticism and even measured in it. And when the offense isn't doing their part, we got to be critical on the offense. Today was way more about what the offense didn't do as opposed to the defense. And it's typically the other way around. Yeah, Phillip Rivers had four opportunities there at the end with it's 24 to 17 to come down and win the game. Mm-hmm. Is he done? I, I know that you're talking about He's Phillip over. It's, it, But it's, this it's, division, it's, though, but even look at this division. Rivers. See that 24 and three now, Andy Reid, three of the next five against divisional opponents. This division is screwed right now because of Mahomes and the Chiefs. They can't win the AFC West. And you know what? The Raiders dropped two interceptions. Phillips should have had five in that game. Tony Badger dropped one, could have had five in this game. He's got nine picks now in three games against this division. Is he done? If I was, if I were the Los Angeles Chargers, I would have another quarterback on my roster that's ready. To, it's over yeah, yeah. for Phillip Rivers. Age normally comes way faster than people anticipate, and Rivers was good last year. Rivers was probably a top-eight quarterback in the league. He has, what, 14 interceptions in 11 games this season. Second most. He's bad. Like, he is the biggest reason they lost their last two games. He was the biggest reason they lost tonight. He was the biggest reason that they lost against the Oakland Raiders. They will not make the playoffs this year because of their quarterback position. That I understand what Rivers has done, and I, I think he's going to Canton at some point. The biggest problem with the Los Angeles Chargers is their quarterback, and his arm isn't strong enough to make up for the poor decisions. He's always thrown interceptions, but he's always had an elite-level arm and great arm talent that could cover up for it. He can't cover up for his bad mistakes anymore. It's over for Rivers. It's done. He's done. When, when he was younger what was really good is he had that short memory where he would just go to get back out there and he was still talented enough where it was actually a good thing now he's got the same kind of attitude but he throws pick after pick after pick finishes today 28 of 52 for 353 one touchdown and four interceptions see now while we got you i want to ask you about frank clark 
What did you make of Clark's game tonight? I thought Clark was dominant. This is the Frank Clark that you paid for. This is the best game we've seen Frank Clark play. Maybe you'll argue the Denver game, but Denver's just, what does that matter? They're the Broncos. Maybe you want to argue the Baltimore Ravens, but I thought he stood out way more today. He set up shop in the backfield. But today. you know what he had to, though? He's going against Division II tackle making his first start. Yeah, he it, had to show up. No, he makes $100 million going against a Division II tackle. No, you're right. But he played I, at Sioux Falls last you're year. You're right, but I also don't want to say is whenever he doesn't play well against the Jaguars in week one when they were playing their third string uh, tackle. I get it, stood up. And then say he should have played well, and then when he plays well, and then say, well, he was going up against <laughs> no, the No, I'm player. glad he like, did, no, but, I, but he needed to step up I, tonight. I, I agree, and typically D4 dominated the Los Angeles Chargers. Like, they right. always took advantage yeah. of that mismatch. But – We've asked for the real Frank Clark to show up and not just do the talking, but do the playing on the field. Frank Clark was probably the best player on the field today. They had to have no depth at defensive end. They had mm-hmm. to have that performance from Frank Clark, and he gave it to him. Yeah, I mean, he, he was probably the best player on the field today. Yeah, and, I, and it's crazy. Like they have the best player in the NFL on the team, Mahomes. Frank Clark was the best player for the Chiefs today. I think what you're seeing too, and this was big in this game, was some of those role players like Travarius Ward. Like Rashad Fenton, who is this rookie, you could see that in this game, Keenan Allen was clowning him a little bit during it, and then he steps up at the end, is big throwing pick. him to the ground. And I, I gotta say, I mean, we give again, we give Brett Veach crap, and and I think it is deserved most of the time. But some of these fringe players that he picks up in late rounds that seem like contributors, Traverius Ward, he got for Parker Anger. Remember mm-hmm. Parker Anger? Yep. Now this is a player you're probably gonna sign and bring back. Yeah, if I'm Traverius Ward, I. I don't know if he has holdout leverage, but I'm trying to get paid at the end of the yeah. season. Like you can get a new contract when you're an undrafted player at the end of your second year as opposed to your third year if you're drafted. He's gonna make six hundred thousand dollars next year. Like he's a guy that you could give him a small raise next year. You could sign him to a two year, eight million dollar deal where you know it doesn't seem like big money in the sense of it, but when you haven't made that big time money yet, man, eight million dollars and guarantee six million of it. it's a life changing contract to sign. They absolutely need to sign him to a new deal. What are you seeing from this offense though? Because we haven't really seen it, you know, all be together. You know, this first time the offensive line was it's together never going since to be week all together, two, though. Like, and I, then I, Hill and then most. Well, what are you seeing though? Because I think teams are playing this team differently. Yeah, I, I, I think towards the end of last year, teams started playing the Chiefs differently, and we've seen all that this year. It's up for Andy Reid to kind of make those adjustments. You know, it's, a, it's like a hitter in Major League Baseball. Once they start adjusting to you, you have to adjust back. And to me, teams are they kind of got the book on this offense a little bit. Yeah, we say that, though, but I, this offense or this team, we've seen 11 weeks of data to suggest, and we've seen enough football to know. This offense is never going to be 100%. Today was the most healthy that they've been the entire and season. Out. And then Tyreek, like, it's just football at this point. Like, it just seems to be one of those kind of years. This team can only work if their offense is elite. And right now, their offense is an elite. At least it wasn't today. We could go back and say they were good against this team, but it's been far too inconsistent. And this team, I would say, hasn't been as dynamic and explosive offensively probably since the second quarter against the Oakland Raiders. That's probably the last time that you thought you were watching the 2018 Kansas City Chiefs offense. Last and they had a 72-yarder canceled in the third quarter because of a penalty. Last year's Chiefs team would have hung 40 today on the Chargers. Would have hung a quiet 40 today against the Chargers. I mean, they got gift wrapped one of those touchdowns. I know they, I know the scoreboard says they scored 27. The Chiefs offense scored 17 today, and the defense <laughs> and the defense left the first touchdown for you on the on, on on the doorstep. Their offense is not elite. I'm not saying their offense is bad, but this team is only going to the Super Bowl if their offense is elite, and it's not right now. They missing a dog at running back? Because I've been saying that for weeks. The consistency at that position. Yeah, I think they missed that. I also think whenever Hill isn't there. 
I don't know if they have another dynamic, consistent playmaker that's not named Travis Kelsey. Like, Kelsey, quiet enough, had a good game. Wasn't it great? The numbers was there. Like, he'll, he'll demands attention. Yeah, and like, did Sammy Watkins play today? Two I'm catches. Saying, did, did Sammy Watkins play? It hardly been two catches. I mean, the wide receivers did not step up today. Just Kelsey and then McCoy with those four catches. But the wide receivers really didn't. You saw Mahomes wanting to throw it deep there early when Hill was still healthy. But they kind of went away from that a little bit. It, 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 it felt very similar to what the Lions did against the they Chiefs. They got conservative. Yeah, well, once Hill got out. And that last that last drive where the Chiefs, I think it was four minutes left. I don't have the, the, like the stats right in front of me. You gotta get a first down in that scenario yeah. and move the chains. Like if you're an elite level offense, like I think the Chiefs are, man, every elite level offense in the NFL finds a way to at least. I'm not saying you got to get points. You got to get a first drive. You got to get like similar to what the Packers did against the Chiefs on that on that Sunday night game when the Chiefs punted the ball back. The Chiefs haven't put one of those drives together in probably a month and a half. A, Which is usually Reed's time to shine. It, it, the burden is on you to go out and win the football game. And the defense waited for the offense to win the game today, and the offense didn't do it. They won. So, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's a different outlook today. But there is a problem with this offense, and they're not as dynamic or explosive as you But isn't this one of the first times we've seen the defense step up for Mahomes? 100%. 100%. Because... In college, they didn't. In high school, they didn't. But we finally saw the defense step up for Pat Mahomes and not ask him to carry the whole team like before. That was the real refreshing thing tonight is how the defense stepped up even though 15 was on the field. Yeah, I'm talking maybe more in a big-picture sense of I do think we've seen this offense for a good enough sample to question if they're the same as they were last year. Yeah, I mean, they're not. They're not. And and I'm saying is this team, at least how it's constructed and possibly going on the road for back-to-back playoff games, you got to be one of the five best units in the NFL. Like, that's kind of how this team is built. This team is built that you're going to score fast, you're going to score quick, and you're going to score a lot. And I don't know if they're that offense anymore. Four straight punts for the Chiefs offense uh, to end the game. They still win. In large parts of the defense, twenty-four to seventeen. See that I do want to get to the Patrick Mahomes sound. A uh, final thing for you: you have the drive coming up tomorrow. What can people expect? A uh, conversation about this. The Patrick Mahomes sound. Did he talk about how he's the best running back on this team? <laughs> Did he talk about that? We're about I don't to know if he talked about that or not because he was the best. The best running option they had today was calling a passing play and then letting Mahomes scramble. Aren't you going to have a funeral tomorrow? Philip Rivers. We got to have a funeral for Philip Rivers. <laughs> you yeah. He's done. He's done. I don't know what time it's going to be. Like, you're catching me at the – I haven't decided what <laughs> It's going to be the world-famous drive funeral. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we might have people call in from everywhere. We got to have a funeral for Philip Rivers. Because I'm telling you, I saw it with my own eyes. He is done. Stink, stank, stunk Philip Rivers was today. That is the voice of Carrington Harrison. You could catch the Philip Rivers funeral sometime between 2 and 6 <laughs> sometime, tomorrow. I don't know when, but sometime. So you're going to you're gonna have to tune in for the whole thing on the drive tomorrow. Right now, let's go to Patrick Mahomes in his post game. After the Chiefs' 24 17 win. And the response that you have to to all those people who were cheering for you tonight at the game. Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Honestly, uh, the stadium. I mean, first when you get to walk out that tunnel and see the stadium, how big, and uh, you can just tell the history in it. We watched videos uh, before we came here of just the amazing games that and stuff that had been played in the stadium before. And so to be a part of that is awesome. Something I'll be able to tell uh, my kids hopefully later in life. And then uh, the fans were amazing. I mean, they really were. They were cheering the whole game. It was loud. Uh, it was it was it was a great atmosphere. Patrick, 
quick question about, obviously, you led the team in rushing tonight. I know that's something that uh, Coach Reed would not like to have happen in the near future. But that being said, was, were you were you wanting to prove a point about you being back healthy and stuff? I know you said that this is the healthiest you felt since the beginning of the season. No, no, I wasn't. Uh, I was trying to just, just make plays happen. Uh, we struggled in the past game uh, as far as doing what we, we would like to do. And so uh, they have great pass rushers. And so whenever they got just too far upfield, I try to take advantage and, and get first downs. And so uh, I think the biggest thing was there was the one big run where it was a kind of an RPO and I tried to throw it and they caught me with a, going into a cover two. And so I ended up running where the running back should have ran. And then the, the one late in the game when the, they were rushing upfield and I just kind of slipped out and found a way to, to get a first down. Did you, uh, did you kind of tweak your knee there on one of those scrambles in the second half? No, I, I didn't tweak my knee. I got hit in my knee for the first time. And so I think it was kind of out of the, I was like, I kind of sitting there like, man, I, it's the first time I've taken a shot there. So I kind of just felt it. It felt fine. And I kind of just got back up and kept going. What did you see from the defense throughout the week at practice that made you not really surprised they came out and played the way they did tonight? I think what Coach Reed uh, said is the most important thing. I mean, they've been playing like that the last few weeks here. Uh, even in the Titans game, if you'd have watched the first half, they were playing at that same standard. I mean, the second half got away. They gave up some big plays. But this defense has been getting better and better the whole season long. And, and today was a big statement with how the offense played. They really stepped up and won the game for us. Patrick, what are you saying to your guys at the end of the game, letting them know that this is a game that you need to close out? Yeah, I mean, we, we kept that confidence all game long. I think that was the biggest thing as a as a team, offensive, defense, and special team, is we knew that we were gonna someone was gonna make a play to win the game, and uh, if we just believed in each other, then then we were gonna win the game. And so that's a great that's a great football team, and uh, we found a way to, to get a win and uh, and and find a way to win against a division opponent. Patrick, what, what would you say? not get the chance to come here to play in Mexico. Now that you did, would you recommend Mexico and the field, not only the, the stadium, but the field itself? Yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, being, being here and being at the stadium and, and seeing seeing these fans and everything like that, I mean, it, it, last year we wanted to be here and we didn't get the opportunity to, but we know they put a lot of preparation and time into that field to get us here and, and give us the chance to go out there and play a great football game. Patrick, what was the difference between the first half and second half offensively? It seemed like you guys were really out of kilter the first three, four series. I think the biggest thing uh, as offense the first half is me being a little too over-aggressive. Uh, there was times where uh, you saw in the second half, I kind of just took the check downs and hit the running backs out of the backfield when I had those early in the game. And so just kind of going back and reevaluating myself during the game, during halftime, and realizing that if they're going to get depth and they're going to kind of take away our shots, that if we're going to have to just kind of take what's there, and then whenever we get the opportunities like we had with Kelsey in the, the, the red zone there, you take advantage of those. Patrick, how did you feel the altitude of Mexico City? And if you still believe you can throw a 100-yard pass in here? I definitely feel like I could throw it pretty far. I don't know about 100, uh, but uh, it was, I definitely felt like I could throw it pretty far. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I didn't feel the altitude too much. I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing was uh, well, I scrambled more than I usually do, so I was pretty tired then anyways. And so uh, it's def we're definitely high up there. I saw guys that were, were getting a little tired there, but they fought through it and found a way to get a win. The Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes in Mexico City after the big win. Of course, the rushing leader for this team in this game. The Chiefs improved to 7-4 and four heading into the bye. When we come back, come back, more of your phone calls and the AP sounds of the game. This is the Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino. 
to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. The Chiefs come away with the 24-17 victory heading into the bye week. Something to be happy about, Jay. I mean, 12-4 and four, still possible. Five games to go. A big game with the Oakland Raiders coming up. Uh, December. No question about it. No question about it. It's so big to have this bye week and Andy Reid coming off the bye week. I hope I hope this defense looks in the mirror. You know, they're all tweeting about it. Reggie Raglan's haters going to hate. F blank, blank, blank them. Tyron Matthew, everybody going to hate. I'll die great. I mean, they, they care way too much. And Frank Clark talking about, you know, this is what everybody wanted to see. Stop worrying about what everybody's saying and just play for yourself. <laughs> Seriously, who cares what everybody's saying? Let the haters hate. You haven't been great this year at times. You haven't been good. You've, you stepped up tonight in a big way. Don't worry about what people say and just go play football. Yeah. I they mean, worry the, way too much about what people say. There's certainly been some chirping in, with uh, just the defense and, and how, you know, I, I think people expected them to just be, I think, a little bit more solid. You could see after this good performance – they're kind of rubbing it back in in people's face. I don't have a problem with that. You know what? They had a great night. If they want to go and tweet something, whatever. I mean, as long as they keep the attitude keep, keep it on up. the field, if you do want whatever to have, you want. Yeah, if you want to have this world beater attitude, by all means, if you're drawing some motivation from it, Hell I think yeah, that's just a, keep I, doing it. I think that's something that a lot of Chiefs fans uh, would accept. Just show that aggression on the field. Right now, Jay, though, time for AP Sounds of the Game. Third down and eight. Rivers steps up into the pocket, and that ball is intercepted. Here's Tyron Matthew, utilizing blockers in front and inside the 10. It'll be first and goal, Chiefs. LaShawn McCoy is in the offset eye with Patrick Mahomes, first and goal. Here's McCoy, and he's in. Six-yard touchdown. There are Williams, the running back behind Mahomes. Offset eye with Anthony Sherman. And he'll get the call here. Williams probing and then finding that goal line. Mahomes to the end zone. Did he get it in? Yes! Kelsey, touchdown! Third down and ten. Trying to stay on the field. Give him a chance. Looking for more than 10. And it's intercepted. That is Fenton. Rashad Fenton, the rookie, with the pickoff of Rivers. 24 seconds to go. Trying to tie the game. There's Frank Clark. Let's see what he does coming off the edge. Steps up to the end zone. Oh, no! Intercepted by Sorensen. Fourth interception thrown by Rivers. And Chiefs Kingdom can celebrate. Yes, indeed. Chiefs Kingdom can celebrate those sounds courtesy of ESPN. The AP Sounds of the Game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's home for car audio since... 1967, the Chiefs 
win 24 to 17. Some good feelings heading into the bye week. No question about it. The way the defense stepped up tonight, and they should feel proud about themselves. And I know that they want to prove everybody wrong. Frank Clark, Clark, excuse me, Frank Clark talking after the game about proving to everybody they still have it. Again, it doesn't matter, Frank. Just go do your job. You want him to to quiet down? No, I, I don't. I don't care. Seriously, I mean, you know, the, don't read the clippings. I guess do it if it's motivating you. <laughs> but just go play football. You stepped up for Mahomes, and they should step up for Mahomes because they really haven't stepped up for Mahomes. They stepped up for Matt Moore a few times. They hadn't stepped up for Mahomes. So you know what? They did what they should do. The Chiefs spent a lot of money on the overhaul, bringing in Frank Clark, the Honey Badger, Steve Spagnola, brand new coaching staff on the defensive side. Giving Kentucky a bunch of money to bring Matt House over. They spent a lot of money there. The owner has a directive. Win the Super Bowl. It's not a success. Go play football. So speaking of Matt Moore, man, that win against the Vikings becomes bigger and bigger by the day. The Chiefs are still in good position to win the division. Who knows what can happen now if they can continue to win football games. They're good enough to wax opponents if the offense can get back up to like what it was last year. If the defense can play like this through the stretch, and show up and stop quarterbacks again, three of the next five against this division, they should be able to just put some teams away. That's where Andy Reid needs to get that killer instinct, put teams away. If this defense performs like it did here, give people rest. When it's 24 to 9, you go put two more touchdowns on the board, maybe have Pat Mahomes take a breath in that good oxygen, as Andy Reid calls it, <laughs> and let Matt Moore go out there and play a little bit. Yeah, it would have been nice to get Mahomes a quarter off. I would agree. It just didn't work out tonight. Especially on that field. I think the Chiefs, now they get 13 days off. This will do them a lot of good. They'll get a week away from football. You come back refreshed, hopefully way healthier. And I think that's the way you maybe get back to last year's offense is by being a lot healthier. Let's get to the phone line, 913-576-7610. We have two callers who have been waiting for a while. Alex, what's going on? Yeah, I had two things tonight. I just wanted to... uh say that I really appreciated the defense stepping up tonight, um, giving the offense a couple opportunities to make some plays. Um, I had a question. How much do you think the offense's uh, inability to convert those third downs had to do with the running backs, or do you think the play calling had something to do with it? Thank you. I don't know if Andy Reid completely trusts the running game. A lot of times they go to the screens because they don't trust the running backs to get the yards that they need. Because, again, the yards per carry for this team isn't great. Mahomes, again, you're going to look at the stat sheet and say, oh, they ran for 130 yards in this game. Well, Mahomes had 60 of those. You know, on some scrambles. I don't think he completely trusts the running game. And that's the thing. That's where they're missing that horse, that dog, to pick up that first down, get five yards of carry, six yards of carry, Whatever it is, just have those breakaway runs. Just like Damian Williams had that nice long run. Again, that's the only thing he did that entire game was that one run, but at least he got it. But just some consistency at the running back position. I don't think Andy Reid fully trusts the running game, and that's why you see a lot of the screen plays and everything else because they don't have that guy. He's a pass-first head coach, right? And so the only time that he starts to emphasize the run is when he has an elite back. We saw him at times do it with Jamal Charles. We saw him at times do it with Kareem Hunt, enough for him to win the rushing title. These guys aren't even close to that level of running back. So you'd rather, I think, throw it with Patrick Mahomes. I would like to see a little bit more balance, but I don't think you want to see more than what will be 60-40, especially given you have Mahomes and these talented receivers. No, but they ran the ball 27 times. I mean, that's a start. 27 times. Yeah, it's you good. know, 
for this offense. It's a great start. Not only that, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 32 times. They ran the ball 27 times. It's a difference of five. It's the big. It's the closest. It's great. It's, it's kind of the closest difference we've seen between the run and the pass. However, they didn't put the points on the board that they normally do. But again, when you're not throwing to the wide receivers, you're not throwing to the playmakers right. to go out there and make plays. And Hardman just two catches, and Sammy Watkins just two catches. Not having Tyree Kill on that field, you know, guys that could take five or six yards out and, and go to the house with them, that hurt them. The big play, the big play offense, spread them out. That's what these defensive coordinators worry about when they play the Chiefs is that Chiefs is that breakaway speed that they have that ability to turn small games into very large games. They didn't have that tonight. 913-576-7610. Cameron and St. Joe, what's up? Hey, Pete and Jay, thanks for taking my call. Big fans of your guys. Oh, uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, you know what was going through your guys' mind after the 50-yard pass play that Williams made there at the end of the game and then uh, you know what you thought of the – adjustments offensively and defensively this team made in the second half, uh, especially with Tyreek being out. I mean, in the first half, we saw a couple of plays of passing out, covering Eckler. Uh, this would set up Charverius and, you know, Sorensen at certain times, but it seemed like they made the adjustments they needed to in the second half, and it uh, certainly paid off there. I got a little concerned when Rivers got that, but again, I thought he would revert and have a bonehead play, either a fumble, an interception, and he was he took advantage. Mike Williams is 6'4", 220 pounds. You know, he's high pointing. You throw the ball and hope your receiver comes down for it. That's what he was doing. It was a lot of just close your eyes and throw the football for Phillip Rivers. And Mike Williams, a big wide receiver, he's going to get those type of plays. Right. Especially when you're six foot four and can jump out of the room like Mike Williams can. Phillip Rivers can just throw the ball up at times and he is going to come down with it because of the size difference and the mismatch he provides the defenses. But yeah, it concerned me a little bit. But not really. As I, as I told Pete, you know, when the score, even 24-17, I thought this game was over. And just because I, I just thought the River or the Phillip Rivers and the Chargers wouldn't do things at the end. They wouldn't complete, wouldn't finish. Albeit, they, they made it close there at the end. I thought they'd do it. But again, they charged her like I expect them to do. They did. They charged her. I, just like they did against the Raiders. They're chokers. I look at that first half and the Chiefs defense, I mean, you look at the score. And a lot of people be like, oh, the defense played well the whole game. They really didn't play well in the first half. The Chargers, well, they had more than 300 yards that they were able to get against the Chiefs defense. They stepped up a little bit in the red zone. At one point, it was 312 yards to 109. But, right, it was mistakes by Phillip Rivers even early in this game that bailed the defense out a little bit, I thought. Uh, you know, Bad mistakes by Rivers just throwing the ball all, all, all over the place. And there were adjustments made pretty clearly in the halftime locker room that led to more success. So that's a credit to Steve Spagnuolo. I'll give Steve Spagnuolo a lot of credit for changing things up. Just the difference. I mean, they're for a while, 312 yards in the first half. They're for a while till the very end. They only had 65 yards of offense. And again, four straight chances with the score 24 to 17 to come down and do something against the Chiefs in every single time. Whether some of the times I felt Rivers just threw the ball up for grabs. But, again, some of those plays the defense did force him to make some errant plays. That's right. Uh, call us and, and get involved with us, 913-576-7610. Big Al, we have time for a quick call. What's up? Hey, guys. That was a good win. Yes. Uh, it's always good when you win, right? But That's right. Uh, I wanted to give kudos, like you guys said, after the defense. I mean, they you know, they deserve it. They, they played good. I mean, if you think about it, we could have put the game away. With Matthew's second interception, uh, obviously he dropped it. We all saw that, which is too bad. But uh, what I'm kind of pissed about is uh, 
ESPN after the game, you know, still still cut the Chiefs D down. And I wanted to get y'all's opinion on that. They said that uh, overall they think our team is uh, still like in the top, like maybe the top ten overall as far as you know, you know, compared to like you know, like like the uh, Patriots and the Ravens, et cetera. Right? I won't name them all off, but uh, what what I want to ask you guys one more thing is um, kind of kind of aggravated me is. We had the ball the last part of the game, three series, yep. right? Mahomes has it. And it, 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 to me, it's got to be coaching where, you know, he's, he's telling him to throw screen passes, like two different series there, and obviously they blew up. I just wanted to get you all a thought on that whole sequence of, of on the offense in this case, not playing as good as I, I thought uh, throughout the game. Thank you. Yeah, we certainly thought that at the end of the game, I mean, at least I thought this, Jay. I don't know if you agree with me or not. The no, off- I agree. The offense you. just got too passive, and it looked like they were trying to force these running back screens that weren't working. Like when, killer instinct. When Yeah, when you were throwing down the field moments ago or minutes ago, game minutes ago, to Travis Kelsey and get Sammy Watkins involved. Dot made a good point to, before when he comes in. He goes, did Sammy play today? He had a couple catches, and... and and you remember those, but at the same time, it wasn't the impact that you expect from Sammy Watkins, especially given what he's being compensated. It was a total bend but not break. If you look at the stat sheet, you think 23 first downs for the Chargers, 18 for the Chiefs, 438 yards of offense for the Chargers, 310 for the Chiefs, six yards of play. David, six yards of play today for the Chiefs. So that means, you know, two plays and you got a first down. The turnovers did hurt them. But if you're just looking at the stat sheet, say, wow, this defense. But, again, it's bend but not break. How many points do you give up in the game? And the Chiefs didn't. Who had the ball? And, again, I, this is not a game to cut down the Chiefs' defense. When you give the Chiefs or the Chargers and Phillip Rivers four different chances to come down and, and tie the football game or take a lead and they didn't do it, that's a problem. And uh, that's a good thing for the, for the defense because they stepped up and they made it difficult for the Chargers that have had trouble scoring this year as well. Chiefs win 24-17 to against the Chargers in Mexico City. This is the Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. When we come back, you'll get to hear from Tyron Matthew, spoke to the media after the game, and we will name our AP player of the game. That's next. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Chiefs win 24-17 in Mexico City. Jay Binkley, Pete Sweeney, Nick Price behind the glass. It's officially Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, Jay. Beautiful day. Good day to be a Chiefs fan. It's only been three minutes of this day, Pete. It has the beautiful, the beautiful day. day so far. It's Victory Tuesday. Hashtag oh. Victory Tuesday. Victory Tuesday. Chief safety Tyron Matthew from his Twitter is already celebrating Victory Tuesday with all kinds of tweets, calling himself the landlord, uh, saying thank you to Mexico City. This guy is living on cloud nine as they are taking off probably shortly into the clouds to return to Kansas City. Before that, he did speak to the media following the game. Here's Tyron Matthew and the Chiefs media. Um, the, the food was great at the hotel, um, so everybody was fine, and so we really enjoyed it here. Tyron, we talked earlier this week, and you said that the team is, the defense is actually real close to closing out games and being able to make turnovers. Is this one of those games that you were talking about? 
Well, yeah, um, you know, we felt like we did a, uh, we did a lot of good things, you know, throughout the football game. Felt like the, the biggest emphasis was really how we start the game and then how we close out football games. So uh, felt like our guys stepped up and, and made that play that I was talking about all week. Um, so, so real happy for, for, for Rashad and, and Dan. But collectively as a defense, thought we played together. We communicated consistently throughout the game. Um, and, and then Coach Spags called some, called some great calls today. Matthew, Matthew, what do you think the impact was of that first interception? And also, what, what can you describe what happened on the one that, that you, you couldn't hold on to? Yeah, um, well, I think the first play is just, um, you, know, w w you know, we run that coverage a lot. And um, so uh, it, it really puts me in the position to, to read the quarterback. I really used my instincts to make a play, um, and I was very fortunate that, that Rivers didn't see me and threw it to me. Um, so uh, happy I caught that one. The second one, kind of mad about that one. Uh, that was kind of a freebie, um, but um, I, I thought our defense bounced back, um, had my back. Um, so uh, we, we was able to recover from that. Matthew, what are those th uh, things you have to improve in order to win that division and the Raiders the next week? After the bye week, um, yeah. you know tomorrow Mexico national team soccer is playing. You going to the to the match in Toluca? <laughs> nah, we're gonna head back out. So, where's um, your favorite your favorite uh, player from Mexico soccer team? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but I'll, I'll just say that I like everyone. How about that? <laughs> and what are the those things uh, key key things to improve in order to win the division? Yeah, I think um, I think this time this time of the year, November, December, um, defenses have to play really well. Um, you know, we had two, three months to prepare for offenses, so a lot of defenses have a good grips of you know what the offense is going to do. So I, I think this time of the year, it really comes down to you know playing sound defense, playing technique, and then you know making those effort plays, making those tough plays. Uh, how did you see the field conditions today? Uh, I mean, I felt like it was fine. Uh, I, I, I didn't have any complaints about it. Uh, so uh, I, was, I, was, I was more so happy to, to play in front of the fans. Uh, it looked like it was a packed house, um, and they stayed all the way through the game. So uh, that was really encouraging. The grass, did you feel like it was like the conditions of a field good to play a football game today? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I felt like we didn't, um, you know, it wasn't that much of a factor. Um, maybe it was a little bit slick, but, um, I mean, you know, we playing snow, we playing rain. You know, we, we playing different conditions, so, you know, I don't think that's necessarily, you know, an issue for us. Tyron, the, uh, you know, the defense had four interceptions, but are you still kind of concerned, obviously, with four interceptions that the defense had that the, that the game was as close as it still was at the end? Yeah, um, you know, at the end of the day, we don't mind being in those kind of football games. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, we've been challenged a lot this season. You know, we've played a lot of good football teams, a lot of good quarterbacks. You know, we've been in that situation, you know, maybe four or five times this year. Um, and so uh, I think our defense is starting to get confidence. Um, you know, I think we're starting to want to be in that situation, you know, so, uh, so we can make a play um, and we can get the ball back to our offense. Tyron, this was a heated game. We saw you guys competitive going back. The competitive juices are going back and forth. Just how can you guys build on this as a defense, knowing that it came down to the wire and that you made plays when you go on and take the bye week and go on to open? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's all about, you know, you know, really staying together, you know, through, through the ups and the downs. And, you know, you know, we've been able to do that defensively. Um, felt like, you know, before last week we was playing – pretty decent defense and, and and then you know last week we kind of let the game get away from us and so we we absolutely wanted to be in this situation again and um so uh, uh and i thought we responded well i thought we responded the right way and um so like i said i'm really happy that my guys came up with the big play
Chief Safety Tyron Matthew, eight tackles in the game, four solo, one interception, and two passes defense. Really could have been two interceptions, and if he had gotten that second one, which was right in his hands, would have been a much more easy win for the Chiefs. And, you know, he, he talked about the, the quality of quarterbacks they've played this year, and that was one of the things that I noticed, Pete, whenever uh, we were in here in the spring. Schedule pizza when party. When the schedule came out here. Yeah, the schedule uh, pizza party that we had. But some of the quarterbacks are playing like Stafford, although Brissett beat them. And then Deshaun Watson did. They did beat Lamar Jackson. Lost Aaron Rodgers. Let Ryan Tannehill come down and beat them. That's the, that's the asterisk on the whole situation. The, the winnable games. That, I mean, they should Brissett have beat hasn't the, been great either. They could have beat the Colts. Could have beat the Texans. Could have beat the Titans. Should have beat the Titans. Again, you have that kind of lead late in the game. There's just a couple of these games you'd like to have back. You're also playing. But they're always within a score. Always within a score. But, man, again, I told Rogers. you it'd be tough for Andy Reid watching film because there's one or two plays here or there, and this team could be undefeated. Well, yeah. I thought, Honestly. I, I thought that a healthy Chiefs would have been at least in consideration for an undefeated record. I made that very clear. They it, could have been. It didn't come to, to... Let's be honest, they could be undefeated. It, it didn't come to pass. Uh, there were a ton of injuries this year. Not that I'm making excuses, but there were. And I think uh, the Chiefs managing through all the injuries, including one to the reigning MVP, to go 7-4, and four, puts them in good position now to make a run through the playoffs. And I, I really think this bye week is coming at a really good time for them. Uh, Tyron Matthew, again, had a good game, but he is not our AP player of the game. We will give this one to Frank Clark. Frank Clark wins our our AP player of the game with five tackles, uh, two solo. He had the one sack, three quarterback hits. One tackle for loss, one pass defense, and one forced fumble. Best game as a Chief, in my opinion. The AP player of the game is brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. Tune in to Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. And if you know the player of the game, which is Jay, who is it? Frank Clark. You could win $25 to Topper's Pizza and one monthly winner win the grand prize of a $500 Mazarese jewelry gift card. Frank Clark, your AP player of the game. And the one thing about Frank Clark, too, is and Philip Rivers knew what was going on. He knew Pipkins could not stop Frank Clark. Frank Clark ended up with three quarterback hits, but I do think that he kind of affected the psyche of Philip Rivers. I thought he hurried some of his throws, heard footsteps of Frank Clark. Seeing ghosts, baby. So even though you look at the stat sheet and you look at Frank Clark's and the one sack, but – he played better than that tonight, and he, and he should have. We we're waiting for Frank Clark to step up. I've been waiting for all year. I was big on the Frank Clark signing, and I still am because I do think this guy significantly is injured with that pinched nerve, and it is affecting him. But he needed to step up tonight. There's no depth there, and he did. But I, I do think he affected Phillip Rivers because he owned Pipkins. He, the, he totally owned him. The pinched nerve sounded very serious to me, but – from what I can tell, and you never know how these things go. You never know all the exact details. But it really seemed like he might have just needed those two weeks off. And he is starting to look like, again, and I understand who he was up against tonight. You know, you've made that very clear. But he's starting to look like that player that you traded for. And I, I do want to see it like you do against a little bit stiffer competition. But at the same time, you only play who you play. And a really good night for, for Frank Clark. You know what they're going to need him when they play? Tom Brady. 
Because what, what's the one thing that Tom Brady's been able to do? Keep the jersey clean right. against the Chiefs, whether it's in the postseason. Right. They haven't been able to rattle Tom Brady. And again, I don't care about the sacks on Tom Brady, the pressure on Tom Brady. Can he be a thorn in the side of the New England Patriots getting back there and rattling Tom Brady? Because Tom Brady will get rattled. And you see him this year with pressure. He didn't like it. No quarterback likes pressure. No. But Manning and Brady, the one way teams always beat them, is when they had their pass, when they were able to get to the quarterback. The quarterback hits, whether it's just right after they throw the ball, hit them, get that jersey Make them uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable. That's the thing. That's the word right there, uncomfortable. And I felt that Tom Brady's felt way too comfortable against the Chiefs um, as of late. And Frank Clark, you know, he's brought here to beat the New England Patriots, to beat the teams in front of you like New England. There are a couple people that were brought here to beat the New England Patriots. Matthew is another one. Um, Steve Spagnola, who has done it before on the biggest of stages. Um, I also think that Brendan Daly is a guy that was someone who was very close to Belichick. And in, in the way the Patriots have been playing offense, yeah, yeah, the Chiefs, they can beat them with this defense. No, I'm with they you. They can. And they, like you said, they made the offseason moves, and you're always comparing yourself to the New England Patriots. Again, it got a little dicey lately with some of these bad losses but at the same time i think now you can refocus you can take a break here now what what do you do you don't look ahead to the new england patriots that would be crazy you have to beat the oakland raiders who have suddenly become this pseudo contender you take care of that game and then you worry about new england and i, I think the chiefs have gotten to that point too you know you always look at the offseason moves the chiefs make you got to beat the new england patriots and i look at this division and they, they know that they have to play mahomes twice a year and how are you going to stop the Chiefs? And again, Denver goes defensive head coach with Vic Fangio. And I remember, you know, I, I brought this up before, but talking to Andy Lindholm, does radio out in Denver. And the number one thing that concerns Broncos fans are you have to face Mahomes twice a year. It's the same sentiment back when Elway was there. And you just know every year you've got to beat Elway or you have to beat Peyton Manning. It was that thorn in the side. Always that thing you're thinking about on the side as a fan. Like, we got to beat this guy. Right. And Mahomes, I believe, is in their head. And the AFC West is in big trouble because of Mahomes and because of Andy Reid's ownership of this division. What he's doing in this division is not good. He is dominating every single team in this division. Chiefs win again a division game, 24-17. Sierra at Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. When we come back, we will give our final verdict. It's a victory Tuesday. This is the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back in to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. We're wrapping things up here as the Chiefs win on Monday Night Football 24-17. Thank goodness because this would have been a miserable two weeks had they lost and been out of the playoff picture. <laughs> you think the Chargers would have gone for two had they tied it up? I think absolutely. I don't think they wanted it to go to overtime. Some of the things you're seeing at a Twitter, you know. Can you per- imagine if they lost in that fashion? I can't. I can't. I don't want to. I'm just gonna, it's going to get me upset. Some of the notes that you're seeing at a Twitter, Sam Melliger and the Kansas City Star, is that Perhaps the field wasn't as bad as it looked. A couple players were asked about the field, and they said it was okay. I mean, it looked like it was terrible. 
Will farm. they replace divots at halftime? So I don't know. I, I think that might be just being nice. Just being being good, sh- good members of the Shield. Just being nice. It was a great atmosphere. Tons of Chiefs fans made it down there. I know the Chargers sold their 40,000 tickets like that, the ones that they were allotted, but a lot of fans uh, showed up to the game. It was a great atmosphere. I will give them that. Remarkable that the Chargers, it looked like they were able to get more fans down to Mexico City than they can in L.A. Yeah, they were probably shocked to actually see fans. I remember on Twitter, (laughs) the Chargers last night were showing the people at the hotel waiting for them to arrive. They were like rock stars walking the hotel. That's probably never happened. They probably walk around L.A. and nobody knows who the hell they are. And yet they walked into the hotel and they were rock stars. They were probably shocked about it. I don't know if they as an organization are 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 happy that they left San Diego at this point. I feel like they're just a second fiddle to the Los Angeles Rams. Well, they are. It's SoFi Stadium. They're moving in because it is the Rams. And they're kind of staying there again. I think it's yeah. akin to, you know, renting the garage out above your mom's house, you know. Yeah, it's not, I think that's not the great. Chargers. They don't have any fans. They play in a soccer stadium. It's overrun by the visiting fans every time. They don't have a home field advantage. That's why they agreed to give up a home divisional game. Right. Like this wasn't just a just a just a game against another. No, this is a home divisional game that you don't give up. Well, you've seen when the Chiefs visit the Chargers, it is just basically a Chiefs home. Game. Did you see with the Packers when they played the Packers this year? It was all Pack fans. Steelers dominated that place so much that they even played the Steelers music. At that stadium. That's bad. It is bad. That's bad. That was the Packers game was the one game that the Chargers are going to look back at and say, what happened? That game? We got to do more of that. That was the one game. Well, they held the Packers to 184 yards of total offense. It's the week after they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. In Arrowhead. They had 422 yards. Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, great game. Great game plan in that one. Lost at this time. And again, I thought Phillip Rivers was just pressing a lot tonight. And we've seen this out of Phillip before. But, again, I felt he was just throwing the ball up for grabs at times. I think they thought the Chiefs' defense was going to play bad. I think they've watched a lot of the film of the Kansas City Chiefs' defense. I do feel that they could have their way and do what they wanted with the Chiefs' defense. just wasn't there, and I thought Phillip Rivers really, really pressed in this game, as he has in this division. And I thought, too, we were worried about this going into the game. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, they were held somewhat in check. Except Mel- for the receiving game. Well, Austin Eckler had eight receptions for 108 yards. That wasn't good. But as far as the rushing goes, five for 24. Melvin Gordon, 14 for 69. If you told me before the game that Melvin Gordon was going to get around 15 carries, I thought I would think that he would have more than 69 yards. In Phillip Rivers, uh, misleading 353 yards. Because, again, a lot of those come, came on that short passing game in Austin Eckler. Right, it was a lot of yards after the catch uh, for Phillip Rivers. I also thought McCole- then the fifty-yard uh, air ball that he threw the Mike Williams just couldn't get it. I thought McCole Hardman looked okay. There were a few moments where I, I thought, okay, you could start to see some progress there. Uh, the Chiefs probably expected more out of him, given that Tyree Kill left this game pretty early. Your big breadwinner when it came to Chiefs skill position players was Travis Kelsey with the seven receptions for ninety-two yards and the wide open touchdown. Yeah which is always a good thing. Yeah, it was good to see Kelsey step up in the second half there. They needed him. You know, when, when Tyree Kill's not out there, somebody else step up in that situation like they had. But again, I'd like to see this team with its full complement of weapons. Talked about it in the pregame. Kelsey was only 23 yards away from hitting the 6,000-yard uh, receiving milestone. So he does that. 
and he has become the fastest tight end to collect 6,000 receiving yards and 450 receptions in NFL history. Not to mention, not to mention, he's going to be the first tight end ever to have four straight years knock on wood. of 1,000 yards receiving. Knock gotta, on wood on that. Got to stay healthy uh, in order to do that, and that was the knock on wood for the Chiefs. We were not they could have a couple We were not doing the Raiders. Knock on wood if you're with me. John Gruden, you could shove it, my man. Knock on wood if you're with me. They could have two Hall of Famers on this offense. Jay, time yes. for the for the final verdict. Order, order in the court. The final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm. You deserve more than a lawyer. Scruggs Law Firm is your local injury lawyer. We are wrapping up Monday Night Football as the Chiefs knock off the Chargers 24-17. Jay, give me that final verdict. Well, the defense is the big story tonight. They stepped up for Patrick Mahomes. Been waiting for this to happen. What'd they do? The score's 24 to 17. Chargers get the ball back. Punt. Defense stops them. They get the ball back again. 24 to 17. Punt. That's right. They get the ball back again. Chiefs defense standing. Interception. They get the ball back again. Interception. So again, the Chiefs four chances there at the end with the Chargers within a score. In stopping Phillip Rivers. And again, I look at this division. Andy Reid now 24-3 against the AFC West since 2015. We're looking at a good chunk of time. And the Chiefs, three of five games at home against the same division that Andy Reid has so dominated, including the Raiders. The team that's on their heel has to go to Arrowhead Stadium next. Not only that, the game was flexed to the afternoon. People looking at this game. However, Andy Reid's mastery of this division. Raiders were lucky. To get a win over the Chargers. Chargers dominated the game, but Phillip Rivers collapsed as he had against this division. Nine picks in three games. It's good for the Kansas City Chiefs that nobody in this division seemingly wants to step up. And props to the defense tonight for stepping up when it mattered for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because they, they bent. They bent. They got some yards on them, but they didn't break. Chiefs overcome what was a bad first half of defensive football thanks to some mistakes by Phillip Rivers and taking advantage of some turnovers. There was no Alex Okafor in this game, no Kendall Fuller. Tyreek Hill checks out early. Damian Williams checks out early. I thought, again, a real inexcusable lack of aggressiveness by the Chiefs offense. Seems like they got a little passive, a little bit scared toward the end of the game. And then the interception dropped by Tyron Matthew. Guys like Travis Kelsey, like Frank Clark, like Rashad Fenton, like Charvarius Ward, Stepped up in this game. Anthony Hitchens, you said, led tackles uh, for the Chiefs with 10. And so there were some guys that you really have expected to be leaders on this football team. There were a number of things that went against the Chiefs in this game, but they managed to win based off of some of those leadership guys and, of course, the defense as a whole. Special teams was good after a week when it was really bad. And you're starting to see signs, right, of this entire team coming together now what you get is 13 days off Andy Reid can look at the film Andy Reid's record after the bye it's always a story because it's ridiculous it's a big game against the Raiders you see if they win next week if they can keep the pace and then you get the seven and four versus seven and four matchup for the division and really control down the stretch should be a fun time to be a Chiefs fan and I think they're figuring it out they're going to get healthy with this bye and it'll be good spirits moving forward nice job Pete knock on wood if you're with me I don't know why you're doing that. It's basically Raiders week. Final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm, your local 
injury lawyer. Monday Night Football has come and gone in Mexico City. Here we are, uh, week 12, the bye week. And now as we enter Tuesday, Jay, did you ever think that at the bye week the Chiefs would be 7-4? and four? No, I didn't. And, uh, you know, I didn't think that we'd miss Mahomes a couple of games this year as tough right. as he is. Uh, unbelievable that he came back. I mean, really, when we think about it and look at him, this guy dislocated his knee. And he's back there running for 60 yards. Did we ever, when he was down, Pete, you remember that night? We're sitting here watching it. You were crying. And he's, no, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, you had he was tears down, in your eyes. He's dead on the field. He did. did we expect him to be rushing for 60 yards? We were unsure when he was coming back. Remember, this was going to be the target game That's right. for him to come back. And we were wondering about it because of the bye week. Would they hold Mahomes until the bye week? Not taking a chance on that field. And then he goes and runs for 60 yards. Didn't have a great night through the air, but he did on the ground. Yeah, you know what? It was that uncharacteristic night for Mahomes where there were some mistakes and some throws that he missed. And he was the first to admit that uh, in the postgame interview right away with the But he's human. And then, I'm sorry? But he's human. Right, he's human. He's going to have off days uh, like we all do. And, uh, again, I think more times than not, you're going to bet on Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, just completely, even though it was what would be a so-so game for Mahomes, played way better than Phillip Rivers because Rivers, his his team and his and all the players were giving them a good chance. He just was screwing it up time and time again. In I game. think they felt the pressure of six losses. No one, hey, if we don't get this done, it's going to be seven losses. Well, it was just time. him. It was just him. I mean, they could have took control of this game in the first half, and, and Rivers just was, kept making mistakes. Yeah, that's a bad play calling. I thought Rivers was off his game. I just think all the way around. Again, this is what we see in the AFC West right now. A lot of incompetence. A lot of incompetence, and the Chiefs are fortunate to be in front. They still control very much their own destiny. It's a big matchup with the Raiders coming up in 13 days. We'll have plenty of coverage tomorrow. More talk about this game, starting with Fesco in the morning at 6 o'clock, continuing on with Show and Burn, uh, then into the drive where we heard before there'll be a Phillip Rivers funeral. <laughs> Leading into Bink at Night and th- what, tomorrow, right? Bink at Night. No. Bink no. at Night tomorrow. Basketball. We'll basketball some, uh, tomorrow. Hoops. Wednesday, Bink at Night. And then Arrowhead Pride Radio as well as we head into this bye week. Any last words, Jay? No, but I really appreciate the effort of Nick Price tonight. Yeah, thank Outstanding you. Outstanding job. Thank you to the callers, Ken Swanson, the Arrowhead Pride team. Nick Price doing a fabulous job. The Kansas City Chiefs win 24-17, improved to 7-4. and four. Thank you. Have a good night.